It's a phrase from popular movies. It's also a question that comes up in our daily life. The question is, is that even legal? We talk about the things that drive you crazy, the things you won't believe, and the things you need to know and understand. I'm attorney Bob Sewell, and this is the podcast, Is That Even Legal? Let's get started. Today's guest on the show is Melissa Benson. Melissa is a family law attorney here in Arizona. Her advice, however, is sought nationally. She's been quoted in the New York Times, and she is now on the podcast, Is That Even Legal? So welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Melissa, I want to share with you a legal history, legal history story. Back in the day, if you wanted to get a divorce, you had to prove why you were entitled to a divorce. For example, I might say that my spouse was cheating on me or that my spouse had abandoned me. Maybe extreme cruelty, something like this. My spouse humiliates me, makes me feel bad or beats on me. Those are the types of things that entitled you to a divorce. And if you didn't have a divorce, if, excuse me, if you didn't have these facts in your marriage and you or you couldn't prove these facts, you weren't getting a divorce. Exactly. Is this still the case? Only if you have a covenant marriage. Okay, tell me. So now we have no-fault divorce, right? Right. Now, now you have a no-fault divorce. So I can divorce my husband because he leaves his socks on the floor or I don't like the way you guys haircut or for really any reason or no reason at all. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, the socks on the floor is a valid reason. I mean, you can't put up with that, Melissa. I I know. Right now we're in a toothpaste battle, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So why did we move to no-fault divorce? Because it's so hard to prove those factors. How do you prove that someone really is cheating on you? How do you prove that someone really is beating you, especially with domestic violence the mental issues that go along with that and the grooming, you don't necessarily have evidence by the time you are ready to get a divorce because we're so ingrained in keeping private matters private. You don't think I need to document this. Well, I also think the government doesn't need to be inquiring into your marriage, right? If, if, the, if, I'm cheating on my spouse and my spouse is cheating on me. And I don't want to discuss that with the government. We just want to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why would, why would I want the government inquiring? I mean, there's this, there's that feeling that that's not the government's business. The government can stay out of the bedroom. I think that that's a great point. The government needs to stay out of people's bedrooms. The less places the government's involved in our lives, the better. I want to pivot a little bit because recently in the news, Mike Johnson, new speaker of the house, he's from Arkansas and he decided he wanted a covenant marriage. What's, what's going on? Why did the legislatures decide first? Well, I guess, first of all, what is a covenant marriage? So a covenant marriage is you agree to change from a fault, a no fault to a fault divorce. And so instead of being able to divorce for any reason whatsoever, you now have to meet the criteria of one of the, I believe it's six or seven criteria, depending on the state, that allows you to get divorced. And he actually converted his 
regular marriage into a no into a covenant marriage. So, okay, so he and he did around his twentieth anniversary somewhere around there, right? Somewhere around there, it was a it was a wedding anniversary decision. How romantic! <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> Honey, let's convert. We were chicken before. But now, but now I like you after twenty years. After twenty good. years, I'm ready to make this really commit. You know, come on. Okay, so I, I'm not. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be making fun of that. Um, however, the, so these are people. You don't have to choose a covenant marriage, right? Right. You have to actually in Arizona. You have to do premarital counseling, and then sign a sworn statement with your marriage license that you agree to change your marriage into a covenant marriage and you're going to do everything you can to prevent yourself from getting divorced and you're going to be bound by only these limited criteria for the divorce. What's the what's the rationale? Why did the legislature decide this was a good idea? Well, I can't say why the legislature decided to do anything that the legislature decides to do, but I think it was to say we want to strengthen marriages and make marriages less likely to fail, but you have to decide that that's what you want. So you have to opt in. We're not going to do it statewide because I don't think that they could have gotten buy-in to make all marriages fall. But it's a, it's essentially, it's a reaction to the no-fault divorce, right? Like, hey, this is bad. Everyone's getting divorced. Um, no one values the sanctity of marriage. So we're going to create an avenue for those people who truly believe in marriage, who truly love their spouse. We're going to make this harder for them to get divorced. Potentially, yes. It's right. interesting that the person who championed it had was on her sixth marriage at the time of championing here in Arizona. Here in Arizona, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she believed in marriage. I mean that if she she kept trying, she kept trying, she kept trying. Okay, <laughs> um, so if you're at number six, you truly believe in marriage because a lot of people would have given up by number five. I mean, let's just face it. This is <laughs> so. So these are people that, though, in all seriousness, these are people that feel like you that divorce shouldn't just be for any reason. It should be for very specific reasons. Yes. Now, what is it going to take if I am in a covenant marriage? What is it going to take for me to actually get divorced? First, you will have to hire a lawyer. Because Arizona no longer has self-service forms for people with covenant marriages. So you cannot get a divorce without having an attorney if you have a covenant marriage. Well, I could get divorced if I knew what to say on my petition, right? Well, you would have to draft your petition from scratch because they don't have a form that you fill out. Every other um, thing in the court you have a form. You have a form for a motion. You have a form for a regular divorce. You have a form for a regular response. You have forms to modify. The only thing Arizona doesn't give you a form for is a divorce from a covenant marriage. Okay, so so the the Arizona Supreme Court in Maricopa County specifically too has decided we're not going to give you a form to make this easy on you to get divorced. Correct. Okay. And then you have to prove one of the criteria listed in the statute, uh, abandonment, 
your spouse is imprisoned, you have domestic violence, you have adultery. Consent is one of them. So if we both agree that we don't want to be married anymore, we can both agree to undo our covenant marriage. But aside from consent, the other ones you have to prove to a judge at trial. So if my wife says, you know, Bob, you're not as handsome as you used to be. You're not as funny as you used to be. (laughs) You don't have as much money as you used to have. Right. All the things that just happened, I just said, are absolutely true. But if I if that's what she says and then she tries to divorce me. No go. I could hold her to this marriage. If it's a covenant marriage, yes. So is this good policy? I don't I don't think it's a good policy. I think that we don't want to hold people hostage in their marriages. Well, why not? Because that likely will lead to some of the issues for a covenant marriage divorce. Oh, so if I can't get out because Bob won't let me out, if I start beating Bob, then I can say... Now we have domestic violence in our relationship, so I can get out. Yeah, but but Melissa, let me let me play devil's advocate advocate okay. with you. We could just live separate and apart. I mean, my wife and I, we went to the altar, and we went before God, and we said, "We will be married mm-hmm. forever." Let no man divide asunder. That's what we said, right? And and who's more important, you know, in this in this situation, God or the state? Well, obviously God, right? And so we've done this. We've made this commitment. We could just live separate and apart. We don't have to live together. We could not. We 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 have chosen our course. We could just stay married to each other and have separate lives. Well, that doesn't really fall into the sanctity of what marriage is supposed to be. And you said you have less money than you had before. How are you going to afford two separate lives, Bob? <laughs> okay, but 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 and seriously, seriousness, yeah. if that if it if that's what it came to, we just didn't get along. You know, something happened. You know, something, you know, the Heraclides, he's he famously says, no man steps into the, steps into the same river twice. So I am not the same guy I was when I got married 26 years ago. Yeah, and I am not the same person when, as when I got married 20 years ago. So You were just a newlywed. You got nothing on me, okay? I, I know. I'm not anywhere close <laughs> to your 26 years, but... <laughs> But I could. We could have that as an option in the, in a, and, and honor my that. covenant. And some people do that. But some people just, I've had people tell me, I just want to be divorced. I don't care about anything else. I do not want to be tied to this person anymore. And But there's, there's more than just covenant versus non-covenant marriage, divorce versus not divorced, right, in this state? We have legal separation. Tell me about that. So legal separation is essentially, it's essentially the same thing as a divorce, except both parties have to agree. So in a divorce, you don't have a choice. If I say I want divorce and it's a non-covenant marriage, then I can get a divorce whether you like it or not. 
for legal separation, we both have to agree that we want to be separated. So why would I do that? Why would I choose a separation? Usually I see it in people who, for religious reasons, don't want to get divorced. Okay. Or there is a health issue and they want to stay on the other party's um, health insurance. There's some tax ramifications that don't apply um, to legal separation versus divorce. I'm not a tax attorney, so I don't know what those are. I always tell people to talk to their CPA. Yeah. But generally, aside from the tax implications and the health insurance and the fact that you can't get remarried, it legal separation is the same thing as a divorce. Okay, interesting. So, but... A person who values marriage, they could have chosen legal separation. They didn't have to go to covenant marriage, right? Right. So. But you both have to agree. Where as a covenant marriage, we both agree when we're still in the honeymoon phase and we love each other and this is going to last forever because we believe everything that the other person's saying to us. Mm-hmm. Where a legal separation, we have to agree when things are already falling apart. Melissa, well, so that was so cynical. I mean, the way you described that, <laughs> I don't even know if I could be around you anymore. I just. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine being my poor husband. Yeah, you're, you're actually, I have heard, I haven't met your husband, but I have heard he's quite the saint. Very chill guy. Is that he, true? He is. My husband is a saint. He puts up with me. So. <laughs> um, I always, I always wonder what type of person wants to marry an attorney. I, I it is, we're such miserable people. I mean, you can't. But I wasn't an attorney twenty years ago when we got married. <laughs> Neither was I. Was I was a dumb high school student. Exactly. Yeah, wow, a high college school. student. Wow. Um, Okay, so how many states do you know have adopted legal, have adopted covenant marriages? There's only three states that do covenant marriage, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Arizona. Okay. Interesting. So this wasn't, hasn't actually caught on like wildfire. No, it has not caught on like wildfire. It's actually very small, not even a bonfire. And I think we did this, what, late 80s, something like that? I believe it was in uh, the 2000s. It was in the 2000s. Okay. So when did covenant marriage in Arizona happen? When did, when did the legislature adopt it? It was passed into statute in 1998. So... We have it. We have twenty five years that have elapsed since then, or thereabouts. Twenty five years. This isn't hasn't exactly caught on in the rest of the states. No, not in the rest of the states, and it's very limited amount of people that do covenant marriages in Arizona, or at least that we see on the divorce side. They're kind of a unicorn. It's not something that we see very often. You so you have seen it before. I have, and some people have actually had to move states to get divorced because they couldn't prove one of the criteria and couldn't get the other party to consent. And so if they leave the state, they can get divorced under the laws of a state that does not have covenant marriage. So, Melissa, the other states that have adopted this tend to be fairly churched states, right? They tend to be sort of the Bible Belt, Louisiana, Arkansas. Arizona is more that direction. We tend to have a very religious population. Um, 
Do you find people are confused by the term covenant marriage because they say, yeah, I went to the church and made my covenants? Sometimes. Sometimes people say it's a covenant marriage and then I ask them more specific questions like, did you do premarital counseling? Did you sign a special agreement when you got your marriage license? And that's how we figure out. Other people say, I don't know. I don't know. What is a covenant marriage? And I say, if you don't know what a covenant marriage is, you don't have one. What's interesting is you mentioned that you haven't seen it. They're kind of unicorns. (laughs) Is that a testament necessarily that those who are entering into covenant marriages are staying married? Not necessarily because they're very few and far between. Um, I believe less than a thousand people have entered into covenant marriages within the last five years in Maricopa County. Out of how many marriages? Out of over a hundred thousand. Okay. And you mentioned before that in a no fault divorce situation, you could, any reason, right? You were quoted in the New York times about any reason you could get a divorce for under a no fault divorce, right? Yes. When I talked to the reporter, I told her I could divorce my husband because I don't like the way he gets his hair cut. Okay. Well, how's my hair? I want, I want to make sure my marriage is not on the rocks. Okay. <laughs> I think you're fine, Bob. <laughs> okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. be okay. Okay. I need a haircut right now, but okay. Um, so is this something in seriousness, is this something that you would recommend to people who are going to sign the marriage contract, they're going to get the license and enter into the marriage contract. Is a covenant marriage something that you would recommend? No. I think if you want to put these um, restrictions on your marriage and what you would want to get a divorce, you can do that yourself if that's what's in your heart. But we don't need to get the state involved in anything more than necessary or make it more difficult for you to get divorced should you need to. Hmm. Let me take the let me take the opposite view just okay. for just for fun. Why not? I mean, if you really believe that your marriage should not ever be divided for any reason, that you should stay married no matter what, even even if you know, you guys are miserable together. You should try to figure it out. If that's your value system, why not enter into the, enter into that covenant marriage? It, just know what you're doing. Just know in advance what it's actually all about. I think if you're going to do that, you should talk to a divorce attorney so you know what you're going to have to do to get out of it should you choose <laughs> Melissa, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Bob. Thanks for listening to Is That Even Legal? Remember, this isn't legal advice. If you have a legal question for yourself, reach out to an attorney. Remember that we're fun, we're lovable, and we are here to help you. To my listeners in 62 countries across the world, if you have something you want to explore, email us at producer at evenlegal.com. And don't be shy about leaving a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast forum. See you next time.